Are we good? Are we good? Are we good? Hey everyone, Elijah here and I'm ecstatic to come with you for the next episode of the Invoke podcast. The best podcast in the history of all podcasts. And for those that are new, do not take my word as gospel. This is just me sharing what I've learned throughout my short-lived years navigating this blue sphere in the middle of the solar system the purpose of the invoke podcast is to give you the ideas i have that will get you ever so closer to the vision you have for yourself through the assimilation and application of these ideas or the outright rejection of these ideas cool now let's get to it this is gonna be a fun episode and by the time this episode comes out I'll be around one month out from coming back to London from the Big Apple and there are various there are various similarities and differences between the cities. This is slightly going to be a tour guide episode sprinkled in with some foundational concept I learned about life throughout my 28 day tenure in New York City. New York! Firstly, that city don't sleep. At least in Manhattan, me and a couple of my friends lived up in Scarsdale, around Westchester, North New York, which was an experience in itself since we were living in modern suburbia for the first time in our lives. But even there, a 45-minute train ride to Manhattan, and it isn't on the subway, it's on one of those, it's like the C2C in London, right? Barely any sleep. It hit me like five bricks when I came back to London. But even in my last week in New York, this was like my daily schedule. I had online lectures starting at 4.30 a.m. Because I had university while I was in New York online. Started at 4.30 a.m. So I got up for them. And within the 40 minute, 40, 30 minute break at 6, I raced down to the train station. and made sure I got a train to the company that I was um, working at for the duration of the trip. And I continued doing the uni lectures from 6.30 to 10.30. Then I'd continue working at the company I was working at for the duration of the trip. Until like 5.00, and then 5.00, meet a friend or a couple friends. And then go explore different parts of the city until like 11.00. Get back to Scarsdale at 11.00. Then between 11.00, 12.00, Sit with everyone that was on the trip, you know what I'm saying? Everyone that was in the house, just talk to them, have a little conversation and then get to sleep so i was doing like three to four hours it hit me like a brick like i said when i got back to london it was crazy but in new york it was fun as hell and i had crazy amount of energy and it would have been worse if i lived in manhattan remember i lived in scarsdale up in new york not in central manhattan which is where i worked and i'm telling you when you compare london to other european cities or at least the European cities that I've been to, it's definitely been the case where London just moved faster and was up longer and had more ambition. But in New York, that is different. As a discipline and hard worker myself, and a big city guy, I loved it though. I loved that kind of fast-moving atmosphere. But that's just me. Secondly, I felt much more philanthropic and I built much more of a deeper a more proficient understanding of the difficulty of social mobility, especially in New York. People from the poor side of the Bronx, for example, 
were running the same cycle day after day, month after month, year after year. And I loved the Bronx. It was probably my favorite area to visit in New York for the duration of my stay there. Except around like 10 to 20, 25th Street in Manhattan, which was my favorite because it was away from the drama. It was chill. And it was still kind of upbeat, chill and upbeat. I know they don't, it's kind of paradoxical, but it was still very, it went together. It went together. So many police sirens, though. So many police sirens, though. Not as much as Bronx, but there were a lot. But to be honest, living in London, I'm not used to used to it. I, I, that's I'm used to it, used to it. It's kind of like in London. So many police sirens. However, back to the social mobility point. There were so many homeless people in Manhattan. I'm not going to labor it in this episode. But in the modern day, there's so many barriers to social mobility for homeless people due to the lack of access to technology, the lack of a permanent address, the difficulty in looking presentable according to modern social norms. It's very difficult, so many barriers. So when I saw around 30 homeless people around the blocks right next to Times Square, Tourist General, it crystallized to me the difficulty of climbing the social ladder in that city. The violence in New York too, especially in predominantly black neighborhoods, is massive. Some of the guys I met around Bronx are already dead right now. Rest in peace, are already dead right now, four weeks after I visited there. Some of those guys had kids and those kids are now single mother kids continuing the epidemic in black America. I went to a Bronx party, you know what I'm saying? I went to a Bronx party one Sunday. Two girls start fighting. Grabbing, viciously grabbing hair, throwing punches, like, it was crazy. One had four, mar- four arms, like, Papa, I'm telling you. Ten police cars show up, tackling bodies as soon as they get there. The police had to bring so many people for one incident. That could have been dealt in a much more quicker way with less people. And I have not even finished talking about university courses, right? University cuss. Taking a break from New York, my last weekend in America was spent in Washington, around a 30 minute walk away from Howard, which is a dope university in my opinion, dope. Um, I really love the place and I really think it's fun. And I love how much black legacy is ingrained into the, just into the faculty, the students, everyone that you even meet or all the stakeholders of Howard are like, Black legacy is ingrained in them. I also love the support that they give to students. Like one of the tour guides um, had an internship at Harvard Medical School, and apparently it's pretty common to be able to be given um, to have a lot of access to different opportunities. Being a student on a certain course, like in in the UK, I think you kind of have to look for those opportunities actively, but in um, institutions like Howard and I guess I'm. Um, kind of standardizing it to make it fit all institutions in America but you get a lot of support right especially from the good universities in terms of um, postgraduate options right but tell me why tuition costs twenty thousand dollars annually Cody my American accent is even starting to come in while I reminisce about the time $28,000 bro $28,000, Brody. If unable to get financial aid or even failing to have awareness of exemplar institutions like that, 
like that, like how I was on how to get into them. It's going to be very difficult for young people, especially those young people in the inner cities, to really socially ascend. University education is still statistically the most common way of climbing the social ladder, regardless of what these 19-year-old TikTok millionaires say about you being a bum in university. Statistically, university is the most common way to ascend the social ladder. But enough of the social mobility. The last thing I will say is that it really inspired me to start the creation or up my involvement in existing social mobility projects that I'm in because this experience really demonstrated to me the importance of exposure for those people from socially poor backgrounds, financially poor backgrounds, I mean, and the importance of mentors and teachers to show people that they may show people that may lack the knowledge but can independently improve their life if given with the knowledge you feel me so that's why i also realized what i was there the third thing out of many things that i will touch on in future episodes about like what i learned in new york and the different things i noticed around there but the third thing that i'm going to be speaking about and the final thing i'm going to be speaking about in this episode is there was much more of a socially inviting atmosphere in New York City. According to social media and modern day television, I thought New York was supposed to be the rudest city in America, but it was much more inviting to me than London. Much more. Like, quick thing about me, and you guys are going to learn much more about me as we go through these podcasts. I sometimes like to go up to strangers and strike a conversation. And I think it's a very um, socially common thing to just be reclusive in public. And I think it is the same in New York. However, um, I think with that social norm, you deprive yourself on being able to um, have fun, new, interesting experiences with different people, right? And I remember there was this one girl that I met near NYU, right? I really want to remember the name of the place that it was. There was a fountain there. New Yorkers that are listening to this, you might might know what I'm saying, but um, I can't really... I can't really pinpoint the place that I was talking about. There was a lot of students. It was there was so many students in the area, right? Because like around the time that I went to New York, that was when students were moving in. So vibrant, vibrant. Like a lot of Berkeley students there, a lot of NYU students there, right? And there was this girl that I met near NYU, and she grew up in Queens, and she had a much more different experience of New York than many of the other people that I met in the city was um, was. Because I heard that New York was, was like, it just has a crazy amount of diversity, which it does to a point, right? It does to a point. But she was talking about living in Queens is pretty much sort of a bubble. It's pretty much sort of a bubble. It was less diverse. You see the same people every single day. And in Manhattan, obviously, you see different people. And I was used to this idea that New York was, was um, like a pretty diverse city, one of the most diverse in America, which I'm pretty sure it still is. Similar to London, right? In the UK. However, it was, it was interesting to hear the perspective of someone that had a experience of the city that was city or maybe state. Had an experience of the state that was very dissimilar to mine. Or the other experiences that I also heard while I was in New York. Now, that's it. Short episode. Now, if you want to hear more about the New York experience, I am releasing a Patreon soon. Stay tuned for that. In another episode, it's going to be a bit more unfiltered and a bit more interesting surrounding how 
the full New York experience was. I stayed there for a while. But for now, thank you for listening to that episode. By the way, that Patreon episode will be in the description once I release it. But thank you for listening to this episode. I really enjoyed it and I love you guys. Hope to see you soon.